All right, welcome back to another episode of the Fan Connection Podcast. Today we're joined by co-hosts Birdaman and Ponch underscore YYC. How's it going, Lucky Looney? How's it going, Fala Ammo? Happy to have you both in chat. Uh, here's a crazy proposition to start the stream off before we get into any topics, just for fun. What if the Calder Cup champion in the AHL decided which team gets the first overall pick? What do you guys think of that? Make the AHL a bit more interesting. People would actually, more people would watch it. Ah, uh, just for know. fun. Like I'm not saying this should happen. I'm just saying for fun. And then they give. Uh, well, okay. Well, is it like the lottery? Like the same lottery teams? Then they choose from there. Uh, just throw in all the teams that miss the playoffs, AHL squads, and just see who wins. Oh, How about that? But a cooler thing was if you had all the lottery teams play it off in like. Uh, like a playoff series for the first overall pick. Mm -hmm. But the only problem is um, Arizona has no chance. Because yeah. you you've got these... Go on, yeah. yeah. Well, because you have these fringe, like, fringe playoff teams, so imagine Vegas... Yeah, but you can't losing. send down your NHL squads. Like, to participate in the AHL playoffs, you have to have been sent down mm -hmm. by the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. And oh, no. so, well, like, I was if... talking about the... Yeah. I was talking about the lottery teams from the NHL. Right. So what Poncha's saying, so what I think the best thing to do is, yeah, you take your, if you're going to do something like this, I don't know about the AHL team thing, but like, that'd, that'd be a little whack. Especially because you can't watch the AHL games. It would be fun though. Yeah, but yeah. Um, well, they make it reviewable, you know? Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. But um, if you do the bottom four NHL teams and do a little tournament, like a little mini tournament, you do like, they each play once, Whoever's the top two records or whatever it is, then they play each other yeah. for the pick. That'd be cool, man. Rank like, them one to four, and there's your, your bro, top four. Bro, I'm in. I'm, I'm all in on that idea, to be honest with you. Oh, I just made a yeah. bunch of noise with a piece of paper. My bad for that. But I'm all in, honestly. Then, just make it yeah. more entertaining for teams that miss the playoffs. You know? Like, I'm bored. Like, I'm bored right now as a Habs fan. The only thing that's keeping something me... something to, like, cheer for, too, right? I've yeah, like, I'm cheering about Carey Price coming mm -hmm. back, which is really cool. But other yeah. than that, like... Like, like, if you're Arizona, what are you cheering for right now? Yay, Jay Beagle just beat up Trevor Zegers a few Someone weeks else. ago. Yeah, yeah. Yay, we lost. Yeah, we can fit all of our fans in our new stadium. Yeah, 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 we just lost by a large margin to a bunch of teams in a row. Same with Montreal. Woo, having a great time, guys. So, uh, um, also, Ponch, so, just uh, another thing. I was telling I was telling Mike this morning of a, of a, a little Fortnite idea, which I asked you, Ponch, like 10 times, but I don't think you heard me every, anytime I said it. But, like, uh, I was like, yo, what if we just do a little podcast while we play Fortnite or, or we play what well, Mike said, Warzone? I'm like, yeah, you know what? That'd be sick. And we're just, like, literally talking hockey. All our call yeah. have to be, like, you know, through the game. Like, you can't, like, you know, talk. I mean, I, I don't know. Or we just straight up play the part. game. Fun. Yeah, we could just yeah, people, I think people would be down for that. Team, yeah, yeah I guess. Team but wouldn't it be funny if we just like win the game while we're talking about like, oh yeah, and then this team beat this team, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, Barkov had a great game, <laughs> and then we're just not even celebrating the win. We're just like, oh yeah, you know, Barkov, great, <laughs> mm -hmm. real hundred points. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. We could just play the game too. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. For, I'm already yeah. down for that. Punch. It's really up to you if you want to join us on Warzone. We can we can get. I know yeah. I play with Carter sometimes. Uh, Candy. Yeah. So we get candy in there too. Mm -hmm. have, have a fun Warzone squad going. Four people. Just trying yeah, to. Yeah, be cool from time to time. 
first yeah. IRL pod is when, when Ponch is in Canada. That's yeah. what we can talk about it. Whenever Ponch is in Canada, Ponch... all three of us can be in the same place at one time without any COVID restrictions, essentially. Yeah. Well, because I always have to fly through Vancouver or through LA. Mm-hmm. So I could definitely, if we could figure out a time, because I might be coming back to Calgary. If we can figure out a time, we could definitely meet. I think Vancouver would be the best mm-hmm. idea. I mean, I don't mind. I don't throw but, anywhere then. But... I have to figure out an excuse to go to Vancouver. <laughs> also, and time to like... go to Vancouver. But... <laughs> Unless we all want to go. Go on a trip with Liv. There you go. That could work. Hey, Liv, work. Let's there. go on this. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't um... even tell a reason why. Hey, Liv, I actually planned out a fun yeah. little vacation for us. Hey, yeah, let's go on vacation. It's going to be romantic. There's some nice spots in Burnaby. We can go to Gastown. But, like, secretly... Or we all just meet up in LA when Ponch is... Trans- like, when Ponch is uh, transferring there. Or not transferring, but, like, when he's uh, when he's there for his flight, we all Way just over. go to LA. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. That'd be cool, in LA. Too, man. Yeah. I'm kind of down with yeah. that. Yeah, California road trip. Oh, yeah. Yo, we go watch a, we watch a Kings game. If we get lucky, Kings maybe Snoop Dogg yeah. will be there. Yeah, Maybe and then they'll actually, they'll probably ask us to, like, commentate, like, how they did for Snoop Dogg, or, like, you know, mm-hmm. interview the players since they, like, know the fan connection. They're like, oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Kopitar, we need you for a minute, and then he'll just come on. He'll be like, you won't even, we won't even ask him. He'll be like, can I be on the show? I'm like, yeah. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. Right. I'll see if he squeeze you in. But, yeah. They'd pay us to be, be cool, there, though. clearly. It would. <laughs> well, it'd be really cool, because um, if we did go to California, there's three teams. There's... You are San Jose Sharks, mm-hmm. the Ducks, and the Kings. Not too far we down the road is do, the like... Vegas Golden Knights, Nevada. We can go to, we can go to, we can go to Vegas. I do want to go to Vegas well, anyway. I can, I can probably bring some, like, I can plan to with some of my buddies, and you guys can bring some of your yeah. buddies too. We can have, like, a pretty cool meetup. That'd be kind of fun. That would be, cool. be cool. Just fun yeah. ideas here. Disneyland. Big Disneyland guy. Ooh, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm down. I've never been. Universal Studios, like... too. Mm-hmm. I'm going in uh, in uh, December. I've never been before. We're going on a cruise, but we stay there for like four days or something like that. Damn. And uh, yeah, man. What, what do you guys think? Is four days enough for Universal and Disney? No. Yeah. To get yeah, the full to get the uh, full experience, you, you're gonna well, yes, but you have to kind of like go like in the morning and then be there yeah. the whole day. You have to go like. What about? Gonna, uh, yeah. You're gonna really find it for uh, Universal. Like, yeah, that's like, fine. Yeah. Like, like how long do you think that will take? Just to see Universal, just so I can kind of gauge. Maybe two days each. I, I, you could do two days each and just really have like a full mm. day there. If you just do yeah. full days, yeah, it's doable. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Because well, like, okay, so there's two parks at Disneyland. There's California Adventure and there's Disneyland. Yeah. So what somebody said to me was, you could do a, you could buy a two day park hopper where you spend the day at one. And you spend, which lets you get into both, but you do one day at each park. Um, mm-hmm. Some, like, it also depends on you. If you yeah. walk into, like, California Adventure and you're like, no, nah, this is kind of whack. Like, also fair. Just go back yeah. to Disney. I just care about seeing, like, a lot of the movie stuff. Like, I, to be honest, I, I, I do like rides, but I actually don't, I wouldn't care too much. I would rather just see, like, the other stuff there. Like, I want to see, like, the Harry Potter thing they have. Right, for sure. Yeah. And yeah, anyway, I don't know. It should be fun. Fun mm-hmm. trips all around. Fan connection trip. Yeah. Maybe one day. And, uh, you know, to talk about uh, Arizona to Houston or Quebec. 
probably pick Houston. As we're getting Houston back. makes sense. Yeah, Houston. I, I actually think I honestly always thought like Quebec would probably have like a uh, fan base for it, but the more I'm hearing, it's just like they actually don't have that big. Mike, you're also muted, by the way. I think if you're talking, I think he's talking to somebody else. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, well, I mean that makes sense. I don't feel bad for talking over him then. Okay. No, quick little segue as we're on the Disney, the Disney topic here. You know, I'm let's, you, let's uh, keep going. Are you, are you are you on the? Uh, are you have you caught up on Moon Knight? Are you on episode four? Is four out already? Well, episode four, four is out. out? Okay, on, sorry guys. Live called me. Like speaking of planning a trip, guys, it worked out so well. I have to plant oh, the yeah? seed of the ideas. Oh, oh. I, oh, that could be that could be taken weirdly out of context there, but. Uh, <laughs> Somebody clip that. Somebody make it weird. No, please don't. I'm already sweating as it is. Holy shit. All right. So let's, I think it's a good idea to transition from this into a different topic. Before you do that, are you caught up on Moon Knight? Everyone's caught up? Yes. Great show. All right. Great. Okay. Amazing. It's a great show. Yeah, go ahead. Transition now. I'm fun. (laughs) (laughs) Come to Polar Live. Just find the seed. Oh, God. That's brutal. So, okay, let's move on to the next topic before this gets way too out of hand and I my face gets way too red. Uh, okay. Vancouver Canucks. I've seen into the future. Round one, I believe. I believe. They are one point back. I have the standings actually in front of me here. Let me pull them up quickly. They are one point back of the Vegas Golden Knights with the game in hand. Okay. Same amount yeah, of games okay. as Dallas. Only five points back. They just beat Dallas. Nashville just came off a devastating loss to St. Louis. Spirits crushed. They're also at 91 points in 76 games. Identical record to Dallas. Dallas only has 29 regulation wins. What are you doing? Most of their wins at this point are basically overtime and shootout fake wins. Okay. Fake news. They don't actually have 43 wins. They have 29. Okay. So I think their luck's bound to run out. Dallas. Dallas, yes, I think so. I well, think I mean... Dallas is gonna get. I, I'm hear me, hear me out. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Dallas is gonna get to about ninety-seven points. I think they get six more points in their next six games. Mm-hmm. Okay. Vancouver, I think, can get to ninety-seven points. I think they can get eleven points in their next. Oh my god, how many games have left? I can't do math. Uh, I think it's eight, seven, eight <laughs> games. Six, yeah. six games. I think everyone has six games, I'm pretty sure. So I think LAS Vancouver five. has the potential here to go 7-1 and one or 7-0-1 or 6-0-2. I think they can do it, and that would put them in a really, really good position here. I think I think Vancouver could do it. It's, it's a very slim margin with only six games left. Not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie to you. But I think they can do it. I think they will pass Vegas. I don't think Vegas is going to make it. No. Um, but I do. I, I think, feel like Dallas is going to slip. I think they're going to. I think they're going to trip. I think they're going to to uh, to mess up. Well, I think okay. respectfully. Oh, sorry, Roberta. Go for no, it. No, go ahead. Um, I think Vancouver can go four and two. If I'm looking at the Did Dallas I say seven zero and one in their next six. Am I dumb? I was trying to stop you there, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I meant five zero and one or like four zero and two. I meant yeah. that. My bad. I think. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm dumb. Oh, I'm tired. I right, think, but I think um I think they both go four and two. I think it'll be really close because um Vancouver has Ottawa, that's should be a given. Uh, Minnesota definitely like could go either yeah. way. Now it's the 
it's the flames it's the flames for me flames and kings because both of them are still very good teams sometimes like calgary let's just get let's the kings are not <laughs> going, as going. good without yeah. dowdy yeah 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 you're right but i think that's one of the games that you know some something's hap something happens and then you know you just lose mm -hmm. it yeah, and, and maybe it's not Dallas they pass. Maybe it's LA. Because LA's only at 90 mm -hmm. points, and they've played one extra game, right? Yeah. yeah. LA's so, played 77 uh, games. So I'll tell you exactly yeah. how I see it. So, like, yeah, everything you guys said is obviously correct. But for the first time, like, the reason why yesterday was so important that they won is, um, like, literally for the first time. And I don't know how long. It's, like, actually in our own hands now, right? Yeah. So, like... If let's just like play this out. So the I th think the most likely thing that's gonna happen is LA drops out. Yep. And, okay. and um I don't know if you remember this, but I actually said it as our final like predictions or whatever. I said LA was like second by a lot in the Pacific, and I said they're gonna drop, and I said that um the Canucks would sneak in, and I think I said Vegas would sneak into the wild card spot. But yeah. I'll go back and look. But what I think is gonna happen, the most likely thing is that LA pops out. And um, so the Canucks, right? Like, they have six games left. The most points we can get is 98. That's if we win out. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but this is, what like, the most points everyone can get. So 98 for the Canucks. And LA is nine, 100 points if they win out. Vegas is 97. So Canucks are second in that thing right there. But here's the thing. So the Canucks and LA play each other. So yeah, if the Canucks do win right out, yeah, if they do win out and they get 98 points and LA wins the rest of their games, They'd be tied at 98, but the Canucks have the tiebreaker and, and regulation wins most likely, especially if they beat them in regulation. So mm -hmm. that would push them over. That would push them over, right? I'm not right. Worried, too worried about Vegas, but like the team to look I out think for. I it's Dallas. I yeah. don't even think it's Dallas, man. Because, dude, Nashville plays Calgary, Tampa, Minnesota, <laughs> Calgary again, and Colorado in the next oh six my. games. Oh, oh my God. That's potential for 0 6 right there. So. If they so if Nashville or Dallas they win three games, then the Canucks have to win all six, right? That's it. That's just for wild card. Yeah. But I actually see Nashville going like winning two of these games of their next six. Like yeah. that. That's like it's it's pretty fair to say that they can probably win. Like I don't know, man. It's every game is going to be really hard, right? So yeah, I'm giving them two wins. If they win two and the Canucks win four, then they take Nashville spot. And that's not even looking at LA. LA could also just slip out as well. So I really think that it's it's finally coming through, man. And I find it so funny that Dallas and LA are the only teams in the playoffs with negative goal differential. I just I hate it. And yeah. Vegas and the Canucks are the only good team or the only teams of positive that are not in the playoffs. Yeah, it's yeah. just annoying. But it's because anyway. Dallas was so like mediocre for so long, and yeah. they just decided to win a bunch of games, and yeah. now they're mediocre again. It's oh like God, I, well, the, I, yeah, there was so bad yesterday, I, man. Like, I don't want to watch Dallas in the playoffs, yeah, dude. I can't watch that team. Good. I can't. They're I'm gonna sorry. they're gonna be a first round exit, dude. Like I, just, mm -hmm. I don't know, man. Like Sagan mm -hmm. is not what he was. I mean, he's like just too injured, and obviously Robertson is good, and Rupe Hints was like he's really fast, but the rest of the team is like so fast. I don't know. Yeah. Nice. He is fast, yeah. man. Like it, he was he, <laughs> like the reason why like he scored his goals were just his speed, but yeah, I don't yeah. know, man. Uh, one thing I do want to say, look out for St. Louis and look out for Edmonton right now, going to the playoffs. Edmonton's on look fire out right for now. Them. Yeah, Edmonton's 8-1-1 in their last 10, mm -hmm. and yeah. St. Louis is 9-0-1-1. Oh, 
in their last 10. The only yeah. other teams in the league better in their last 10 or equal in their last 10 is Toronto, who's 8-1-1, one, and, one, and Florida, who's 10-0, and, oh, uh, yeah. and Colorado, who's 9-1. and one. So, like, obviously, right. Florida and Colorado, you expect that. Toronto, too. But, like, everyone, like, no one's really talking about St. Louis, but they're really good differential. Like, their differential's really good. They're 9-0-1 in their last 10. Edmonton's really turned it around. Like, they went from being nearly a negative differential to a plus 29 in, like, a three-week span. Like unreal. three weeks ago, we were talking about how Edmonton's not going to make the playoffs. And now they're not at 94 points, four ahead of the Kings, basically mm, yeah. safe at this point, unless they lose every game, right? Yeah. Which, let's be honest, probably won't happen. They have six games left. Edmonton plays against, just to give you an idea who they play against in their next six games. It's really not that bad. I, I, I got so it they, for you. It's Dallas, Colorado, yeah. Columbus, Pittsburgh, San Jose Canucks. So like they got two like two bad like Columbus and San Jose. Let's be honest, like they're not great. Colorado's mm-hmm. obviously going to be a, like they're that's probably going to be a loss. But like they'll probably beat Dallas, right? Which will be good for Vancouver. They'll probably beat Dallas. Pittsburgh could be mm-hmm. either way, and then hopefully Vancouver beats them. But once again, you never know. Edmonton's coming off a back to back going into Vancouver, so they'll probably lose that. But that's like an easy three and three, you know? So like Edmonton's really not in a situation where they have to worry too much. Just got to play their game. I wouldn't be too worried mm-hmm. if I'm an Edmonton fan uh, right now. Uh, Dallas so like, has to play Edmonton. Sorry. <laughs> Edmonton Who, has. Mike Smith had back to back shutouts? Right? My nose. Yep. He's playing it's much gonna better. It's going to come down to that, man. It's, I, I already know. Like, I know he's playing hot right now, but it's going to just come down to the goaltending. Like, if they, if they fail in the playoffs, it's over for them. Yep. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, honestly, if they lose this year in the playoffs, there's changes coming to Edmonton for sure. Yeah. Uh, at least I hope. I'm, Ken Holland's pretty boring, so you never know. But hopefully, <laughs> hopefully for their sake, as like the fan base's mm-hmm. sake, like they'll mm-hmm. make a splash for a goalie. I know Flurry wants to play one more year. He's probably not, maybe he won't stay in Minnesota, so maybe they'll sign him. I don't think he'll want to come here, but you never know. Uh, but Dallas has to play Edmonton, so they'll probably lose that game, let's be honest. And then the next day they play Calgary, so a back-to-back Edmonton-Calgary. Then they go play Seattle. That should be an easy win for Dallas. But Seattle's been tough to play lately. Although, then they yeah. play Vegas. Yeah. Vegas is going to be scary for them. Eichel's back, Petrangelo's playing, uh, Stone's back. So Vegas is getting healthy now, so they're going to be scary for Dallas. Arizona on the back-to-back after Vegas, you never know. Maybe Arizona, depending which Arizona <laughs> you get, probably going to yeah. be a loss. For, as of right now, it's probably going to be a win for Dallas. But if yeah. the other Arizona shows up, maybe they'll win. <laughs> and then Anaheim. So Arizona, Anaheim, Seattle, those are three almost three guaranteed wins for Dallas. Unless they, uh, unless they played they did in Vancouver last night. They looked really bad. What do you, what do you guys think of Dallas right now? I think Dallas will stay in. I think that they're not good. I don't think they're a playoff team, but it's just, I think they'll get in just because of the, how you laid out their schedule. Like, you're right. I think if they win three games, they'll probably make the playoffs. So, if they win less, then, I mean, then it's up in the air. But three, I think they should be fine. And I think they can do it based on their schedule. But um, Nashville, yeah, Nashville will be the one for me to look out for. And honestly, if anything, I think it'll be Nashville and LA. Just for the just for the sake of like LA, they're mm. they're they have no they have no gap between Vancouver or Vegas, and I don't think Vegas is playing that good either. Like I know you said they got healthy and all that, but my God, they they lost the <laughs> they lost the Devils, they lost uh, they dropped five of six points to the Canucks. 
they uh <laughs> yep. they're just they're struggling right now and um I think, but I think, like that being said, they can get in. I think there is two spots for grabs, and I just think that Dallas is the most safe, just based on, they're, like they're they're five points ahead technically, and they just got to win three games probably. I think that should do it for them, and yeah, I, that's what I think is gonna happen. And would you rather Vancouver have a higher pick or first round exit to Colorado? Well, if they play, if they play or um, pass LA, they'd play Edmonton. So Which is, I, would, a, I think, a very fairly reasonable win there. Yeah, I think I think they could probably take Edmonton, to be honest. So, um, against Cal- uh, Colorado, we actually matched up with them pretty decently this year. But like, yeah, obviously in a seven game series, you probably take Colorado. Yeah, but and, I, I would, and they're I would, nine would, and one without. Be, yeah. They're nine and yeah. one without Landeskog. Yeah, exactly. So I, I would, <laughs> like, I'd probably like. I'd probably take the playoff Ooh. thing just to see, like, you know, anything can happen type of thing. Because in this draft year, everything I've heard is, like, not good in terms yeah, of, like, same. historically not good, right? So it's like, you know what, it, if any pick we're going to get is not going to fluctuate that much anyway, we're not going to get the top, we're not going to get a top 10 pick at the end of the day. But it's remember they middle. said Galchenyuk's draft was going to be really good? Yeah. So I mean, they, yeah but... And then they said the Barzal draft was going to be a bit weaker outside of McDavid. Didn't they? True, but 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 like this one is like <laughs> I'm hearing is like historically bad. Yeah. So like what I would do is like if I'm the Canucks, like this might be a hot take, but I'd probably try and trade this first for next year's first, just to any team that would like try and get it in first for next year. Like even if you want to give JT Miller in the off season for like something like because I know next year's draft is like generational apparently. Like everybody's yeah, really, really good. good. Mitchkov, uh, Bedard. Yeah. There's another guy from the U.S. who's killing it too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would do. So I don't really care about this draft that much. So I would probably take the playoffs, even if it is a first round mm-hmm. exit. Yeah, yeah, but you never know because, like, there are bad drafts. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I'm sorry, I've just pulled up the um, what's it called, uh, Galchenyuk's draft, so 2012. But even though like his draft wasn't like there wasn't a ton of all stars. You still got Forsberg, uh, Gergensen's, Tom Wilson, <laughs> Tomas Hurdle, and you got Vasilevsky. Yeah. So you still, there's, there's going to be players. talent. Yeah. There's always talent in every draft. Of course. So oh, yeah. Almost just every because, draft, yeah. yeah. It's, just so, the, it's just the percentage, like the likelihood of that ha- happening. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's the way I'm like, I, you guys know I'm like a, I mean, I have a degree in business now, so I'm like a very analytic <laughs> business oriented guy, right? So it's like, that's just how I see it. But you are mm-hmm. right, of course. There was always, there's always going to be some players like that. And it doesn't have to necessarily be in the first round either, right? Yeah. Yep, that's true. Yeah. Uh, do you guys want to move on to uh, non-playoff teams now? You're just yeah, down to, sure. to move on. Like We can look at the basically the bottom of the NHL standings and say, okay, what do these teams need to do going into next season? We'll start with Arizona. What does Arizona need to do in their offseason to come back? Move to Houston. Yeah, sure <laughs> that's one take but assuming they're gonna stay because they have literally not left yet so they're not gonna leave um but what do you guys think they need to do to keep trending in the right direction they have a lot of draft picks i'll give you guys the exact totals on that in a second here i think they have 14 this year to be honest like they have, I, they have yeah or just in general they Unreal. have so many first round picks in the next three years i think they just gotta just keep doing what they're doing man take on these contracts <laughs> as long as it's not too long mm-hmm. right within like yeah if you can take a contract on that's bad for like one or two years i think me and ponch are talking about it um 
couple of days ago about Monaghan. Like if you, I mean, if he wants, I mean, I know, I know he's a no trade clause, but that's like the type of deal you look for, right? There's yeah. one year left. It's like six something million. They're scratching him. If you can take him and get an asset for it, that's what you got to do, man. Like you're not competing next year. So, I mean, you, yeah. you're hopefully, you're probably going to get Bedard and you just built through that. So that, I think they've done under the circumstances, like, okay, I guess. Like I, I don't like them as an organization after some stupid things they did, but I mean, for the future, it looks like they're going to be fine. Yeah. Well, Arizona needs to do a lot of things right. Like, yeah. after right, they mm-hmm. need to uh, get fans in. They need to... Anyways, let's not sandbag their whole... <laughs> no, <laughs> whole we want to be a bit optimistic here. We want to talk optimistically about the Arizona Coyotes. Sorry, jokes. Yeah. Um, well, they're, they're doing all right. Because in 2022... They have three first rounders. In the second round, they have four picks, and then they have one throughout the rest of the year. So yep. you, that's that's really good. And if you look at the rest of their their roster, they're built to dump all these dumb contracts. So Louis Erickson is gonna be gone. Jay Beagle's uh, gone. Jay Beagle's well. gone. Um. Kessel's gone, and I love Kessel, but like six point eight million, yeah, same. I I agree with you on that. And in two years, is it? Or sorry, in one more year, Andrew Ladd's gone. So you've gotten mm-hmm. like twenty mil off the book. So you're gonna resign Fisher because I think he's a solid player, and you might be able to just sign yeah. him on a league minimum. And him and Kraus are gonna re- Yeah, Kraus, Kraus, you can sign for sure. Even Galchenyuk, I like. I don't mind him. I I'd sign him just to secure the bottom, the bottom four or the bottom six. Yep. But then you're gonna have your rookies come in. So, like, well, they're already playing Nathan Smith, Jack McBain. Yeah. Matthias Michelli. They just sent them down today, but they're gonna play him next year. You know, they're gonna have a lot of young like mid-20s kids coming in or not kids but like guys coming in from ncaa contracts who yeah. burned their first year this year that will be expiring next year so they're all going to be trying to prove themselves uh barrett hayden's going to get his first bridge deal mm-hmm. at 21 uh, as one of the youngest players i mean they could re-sign Gal- i wouldn't bring back elchinic though uh they'll still have travis have, boyd it's also not the worst uh mm-hmm. It's not the worst thing in the world. They extended Travis Boyd to a really good contract, 1.75 for the next two years. He expires when he's 30. So either next year or the year after, any team looking for a cost-effective guy for the third, fourth line, Travis Boyd would be available for very cheap, less than $2 million a season. So I guess I'm getting like a second or third round pick for him down the line. So that's them lining up a future pick right there. Uh, Nick Schmaltz is locked up for the next four years after this. Clayton Keller's locked up even longer than that. For a reasonable seven point one five for a point per game player, everyone was saying that's a yeah. bad contract, but it's it's looking really good now. He's twenty three, he's entering his prime soon, making seven point one million for a point per game player. That's not too bad, right? Yeah. Nick Schmaltz is looking like a steal as well. Yeah, and they also have Dylan Genther, who's playing in the Coming WHL up. right now, and he has ninety one points in fifty nine games. So he'll probably make the jump next really year. Good. I hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, yep. you also have Sam Lekins for the Chicago Steel at at sixty six points for fifty in fifty seven points or fifty seven games, mm-hmm. and then Matthias Maselli 
55 points in 42 games. So you do have these younger players coming up. If um if I were the GM of the Arizona Coyotes, I'd I'd probably sign like I'd try to re-sign Kessel to like a cheaper contract. See if I you let can him have go. him. I'd I could see it going either way. You could let him help ask him to help develop the younger guys. Okay. Because Phil Kessel, he's transitioned more into that, um, into the playmaker, kind of like Joe Thornton. Yep. And he still has a great shot on him. And Kessel has rings already. He's not Patrick Marlowe. He's not Joe Thornton who's looking for rings. Kessel has rings. So if Kessel's content with being in Arizona and going to be that in that leadership role, like, and he doesn't want to sign like the the really steep contract. You could see, I could see why he could um. I could see him developing, use or asking him to help develop the younger guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair too. Um, I'm trying to find their buried buried cap hit, <laughs> just to know how much money they're actually spending uh, on dead. Yeah. So dead cap, they have. 2.7 million essentially buyout they have 1.25 million so that's right there like almost 4 million and then on the injured reserve they have 13 million for this year yeah that ends. and then it'll drop to 6 million 6. yeah they, they have brian little on there next year they have connor timmons may or may not play he's been injured for a long time now i'm pretty sure uh so there's a few guys there, but like they're looking good. Like they're probably not going to be able to re-sign Nick Ritchie. I think he's going. Oh no, they they don't need to. Actually, he's locked up next year, so they have Nick Ritchie coming in next year, unless they trade him for like maybe a third-round pick. Since he's kind of playing well now, maybe a team will take a chance on him. Uh, but they'll have Clayton Keller, they'll have Nick Ritchie, maybe Nick Schmaltz. They'll have Kraus, Christian Fisher, uh, Christian Fisher, Bear Hayden, Jack McBain, Nathan Smith, Michelli. We said Genther. On defense, they'll probably probably lose Anton Strahlman. They don't need to keep him unless he wants to stay. He's making five point five million this year. He's thirty five. Maybe he resigns for three mil, two and a half mil. Who knows? Uh, which is not a big deal. They have Chikrin next year, Gosses Bear, Moser. But they have some young guys. Uh, Dyson Mayo made a jump this year, which was nice. He got his extension, yeah. three year extension for nine hundred fifty k per year. Uh, Veg Melka's still here. He's locked up for under three mil for the next three years. Twenty-five year that's old a, goalie. That's that's not bad. Yeah, that's honestly like you could be in a worse. You'd be in worse situations. Yeah, like they're looking good for the future. They have three firsts this year. We already said that, but then four seconds next year. They only have one first, one second. But then in twenty twenty four, they're already lined up. They have three second round picks already. Two thirds, two fourths, mm-hmm. and they're already starting to build up future draft picks. That if they somehow get competitive within the next two years, they can use those as leverage to trade for young players to bring in. Yeah. So they don't have to use those draft picks to draft. They could use that as leverage to make good trades. So you never know. They'll have a ton of cap space next year. So I'm sure there's going to be teams calling to to dump a contract, maybe Shea Weber's. Who knows? So they can easily get more picks too. You guys want to move on to a a different team? Yeah, sure. All right, this one uh, coming in next year is going to be, or coming in here, is going to be a good one for me to talk about. 
because <laughs> mm. uh, it is the Montreal Canadiens. They are uh, second to last in the NHL, 30th in the league, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, 31st, my bad, because I forgot there's 32 teams now. Uh, so looking at Montreal's upcoming draft, they have two firsts, one from Calgary, one from themselves, two seconds, one from Edmonton, uh, three thirds, three fourths, a fifth, a sixth, two sevenths. Next year, they have two firsts, um, two fifths. The year after, they have Colorado's second, but not their own. Um, so yeah, they don't have a ton of draft picks next year, the year after, but at least the two firsts this year and next year looks pretty good. Um, looking ahead at their contracts, though, it's not the same as Arizona. So Arizona's an, a complete open book, right? Arizona can do whatever they want basically next year because there's so many cap hits coming off their coming off their team, off their books. Montreal is not that similar. It's not even close to being similar. Montreal has Gallagher locked up for $6.5 million per season for one, two, three, four, five. Uh yeah, five more years after this one. Same thing with Josh Anderson at 5.5 million per season for the next five years after this one although he's only 27 so it's not that big of a deal but gallagher's 29 so six and a half year six and a half million for the next five years for gallagher hoffman 4.5 million per year for the next two years dvorak 4.45 for the next three years joel armia 3.4 for the next three paul byron 3.4 next year uh nick suzuki's obviously locked up long term but that's not a big deal uh, Jake Evans also not a big deal. His contract's pretty cheap uh, and worth it. So, but those like those five guys I listed were all above twenty six on the wrong side of their twenties. Other than Dvorak, he's only twenty six. That's not a big deal. But Armia at twenty eight, Hoffman at thirty two, Josh Anderson's not bad, but Gallagher at twenty nine. Those are three almost unmovable contracts, and that's a big portion of their salary cap. Jeff Petrie six point two five per season for the next three years. David Savard, 3.5 per season for the next three years. Joel Edmondson's on a bad contract, so he's fine. Uh, but those are two defensemen right there with big cap hits. Carey Price, next four years at 10.5 million. Jake Allen's on a big deal, under three next year, and that's it. And then Shea Weber's contract, 7.8 for the next four years. But, I mean, that's going to be LTIR. And then Jonathan Durant, 5.5 million next year. So those are a bunch of cap hits, huge cap hits that are not coming off the books. Yeah. I mean, I think the only one that's like, I'm the one that I'm just like, okay, whatever about is like uh, the Gallagher one. Cause I think he actually will be, I, I mean, I know he's not playing good right now, but I also remember looking at his shooting percentage, I think pretty recently on one of our podcasts, it's, very and low. it's really, really low. So I, he's more likely to bounce back. And he's been good for longer out of all those guys, I think. And um, he also, like, loves Montreal. And I know he'd, like, love to help develop whatever players come in and stuff. And he'd be a good mentor, right? So that one is, I think, fine. The rest of them is kind of tough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's I like, so. it, I see it a lot, like, the Vancouver situation from a couple of years ago. Where, like, we had, we did have some young players. Like, let's, I'm not, like, comparing skill or anything like that. But, like, we'd. I know you guys have Suzuki, Caulfield, right? And let's just mm -hmm. say, like, Besser, Patterson, or, like, in their first couple of years. Pretty similar. Um, yeah, and so, like, I, I mean, you have these other players. Like, you have, like, Beagle, Roussel, Erickson, all these guys even have a lot of caps, so you can't really build around them too much. But that being said, I think, like, 
once they're those contracts are off the books, you probably have those stars like Suzuki, Caulfield, whoever else you have coming up. They'll be more ready to take a step and more ready to be competitive. So it does suck in the short term of things, but maybe in like what's the longest contract? Is it the Gallagher one? Yeah, he's a Yeah, it's tied with like there's a few contracts that length, like all five years. Yeah. Like all five Anderson. Years. Not all of them, yeah, but like yeah. Gallagher and Anderson are both five years. Yeah. Weber's four, Petrus three, Price is four. Hoffman, Armia's three, Hoffman's four, two. Five. Well, yeah. okay, so I think in about three years' time, like let's just say three years' time, Suzuki's now emerged as like a full angel star. Caulfield as well, like one of the better scorers in the league, right? I mean, by then you'll have like what is it, like two years left, or you have one year left of whatever contract, and you can probably by then like try and move some some of it. Like you might have to bite the bullet by then, but yeah, you hope that you guys draft well enough that it's like you guys' core is okay by then like it's actually pretty good at least your prospect core is good by then so it's like okay yeah. we're losing this next year's first or this next year's second but we got rid of these contracts we can now build around Caulfield, suzuki whoever else is coming up and that's the hope right I, so i think like it's gonna suck in the next coming years in terms of building your team uh that's not you know prospect related i mean like like bringing in some like free agents that are really good or whatever but like you probably won't be able to do that but yeah. um I think in the future, like once, once it's like I would say two, three years from now, you can probably move some of these guys and move some of these contracts easily, and uh, or not easily, but much easier and build a lot better. Yeah, yeah. which is fine anyway. You're not, you're not looking to compete right now, right? Anyway. Yeah, and they do have Justin Barron on these ELC. They have Alex Romanoff, yeah. who's expiring this year. They need to resign him, but he's an RFA. Jordan Harris on his ELC, who expires next year, but they can resign him. He's an RFA. Kale Clegg, if they want to bring him back, he's an RFA, only twenty three. Why not just qualify and bring him back? Shoot him in as well. Yeah. They can let go of Weidman. I don't. I don't really see them bringing him back. William Lagason. They'll let go of him. He looked awful in his debut mm-hmm. with us. Like he looked, like he looked really out of place. Like really nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, is expiring, but he's an RFA making league men, so you can do whatever you want with him, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like we're looking okay. Duran will be back mm-hmm. from injury, I'm sure, at some point. So not a big deal there. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it works out. I, I think, I think we'll see David Savard. They'll attempt to move him this year. I don't see it happening. I definitely see Jeff Petrie being gone this offseason. I think they should trade him, and I think they will. I He's see them, a no I, movement clause. Yeah, but he'll waive that. He wants. He doesn't care because I think he wants to just. Okay, cool. he, I think he wants to leave because of all the restrictions that are here, and he wants to be with his family. They like he hasn't been with his family all season. Like they've been living. His wife and his kids have all been living in Detroit. And he's yeah. been away um, in Montreal all season long with the team. So he hasn't seen his kids, his wife. Like It's been really hard. He's been miserable all year. Uh, so I think he'll be happy to be... I think he'll be happy to leave uh, if, if he's given the option. Mike Hoffman, there has to be a team stupid enough to take that contract. There has to be. I guarantee there's going to be a team that remembers Mike Hoffman and some old GM. <laughs> some old GM Imagine. that's like, oh my God, Mike yeah. Hoffman at a point per game. Oh my God. And then they get him. So he's only he's thirty two, so it's reasonable. I do not want Mike Hoffman on my team. I don't. I watch no. the way he plays. He's just a turnover machine, man. They try to have him court, uh, power play a quarterback, uh, power quarterback a power play. There we go. And uh, like every time he does it, it just looks like he just he makes like the most like like anything you would think a reasonable decision would be. Mm-hmm. He does the opposite. Mm. 
Like every now and then he so, surprises me and he's yeah. always he's skilled. Like you can tell he has the skill. And Marte San Luis says he's really smart, but every time I watch him play, it's like his brain turns off. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, okay. So I think the thing you need to be like you, we need to be patient here. Because Cole Caulfield was having a rough season before St. Louis took over. Yep. And I'm guessing that was the same vibe throughout the team. And you just got Carey Price back. So if you're if you're the team, you've just so this happened with Calgary last year where Jeff Ward got fired and then Daryl Sutter came in and you didn't see the immediate you didn't see the immediate change because they still needed to adapt to the system. What um like Shout out to all the Montreal fans, say Labou. Um, I think you just need to be patient now because your team hasn't completely absorbed uh, Louise, St. Louis' um, system yet. So hopefully, as soon as that happens, you're going to see um, you're gonna see Gallagher and uh, Anderson start taking steps and hopefully progressing to what they were. And then... Hey, I'm, I'm okay with the, Anderson's season so far. And then all, honestly, hi, like, Hoffman has been mediocre, but still, like, 11 goals, 18 assists, and 20, uh, 29 points in 61 games. That's not awful. I've seen worse for less. Yeah, Anderson has 18 goals, 10 assists, more. 28 points in 63 games for a minus 27. Yeah. It's not great either, but I mean, plus minus on our team is terrible anyway, so. Yeah. So, and then with the next couple of years, your cap's going to go up. I always say this, the cap will go up because it was, because we're starting to climb out of the COVID year. Yeah. And people are like, we're allowed to be in stadiums regularly now. Owners are able to make their money. Players are going to be off escrow pretty soon. But that means the cap goes up, which means uh, Brendan Gallagher's deal, if he starts playing well, it's going to look like a steal. That's kind of what happened with the Tyler Toffoli thing. Granted, though, Tyler Toffoli... It was a steal of the second it was signed, though. That's the thing with Toffoli. Everyone saw Mm -hmm. that contract and said, what? Like, that's what they got him for? And then... That's why Calgary wanted it, right? Because it's such a steal of a contract. Yeah. They didn't care that he has two years left or one year left mm-hmm. after this, you know? But exactly in that same way, it'll when the cap goes up, the contract's going to look really good. So if, um, say, Brand, Brandon Gallagher, I know he loves the Canadians right now. Bad example. Say Mike Hoffman has a, okay. cup, has a good year. Yep. And the cap goes up. That four point five deal is gonna look more like a three point five, or you know, yeah, within that area. I still trade. And then some, exactly. Well, that's that's why. If we're patient now, and we wait, just we don't want to get rid of Hoffman now, or maybe even Dvorak. If Dvorak starts declining, if we wait a couple years or a year, and the cap goes up, those four point five or those like five point whatever contracts become 4.5 mil or 3.5 mil so instead of 
you might get more value later on because you tell a team, hey, I've got Mike Hoffman. He's not quite the fit in my locker room, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's bullying my defenseman. Um, that's why we couldn't have both in San Jose. But you go, that happens, right? And you go, oh, this GM goes, okay, what's he got? Oh, he's got 31 points in like 60-ish games. Oh, but he's making 3.5. Or he's essentially making a 3.5. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll throw I'll throw you a fourth. Shout out Mike Hoffman, Chuck's legend. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's definitely possible. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. I, I like uh I like where they're at right now. I know their contracts don't look great, but they'll I'm sure Kent Hughes and uh Jeff Gordon will figure it out. They're pretty smart guys. Uh do you guys yeah. want to move on to another subject? I see uh I see Nick. What's going on, Nick? Welcome to the uh the podcast. I see Nick talking about uh Connor Bedard. Do you guys want to talk about Connor Bedard for a bit? Just kinda like Yeah. I know we mentioned him earlier, but we can kind of just talk about him on his own as one of like the last subjects of today's stream. Uh, Connor Bedard, uh, having a great year, 51 goals, 100 points at the age of 16. He passed McDavid's totals or matched them, I think. I think he passed them, though, or he will. But he has, a, he has more goals than McDavid did. McDavid had around 20 or 30 goals uh, at that age, whereas Bedard has 51. Right? That's, that's a significant difference. Um, and, yeah. and you have to remember as well, there is a difference between the OHL, WHL, and QMJHL. They all play differently. Mm. As far as I understand, the QMJHL is seen as like a lesser uh, than the OHL and the WHL nowadays. Like I don't, I don't, I don't see people talking about it as much as the other two leagues. Maybe just the media coverage. And maybe it's cause there's a lot of French, uh, media covering the QMJHL. And I'm like, I know I'm Francophone. I'm from Montreal, but I'm not Francophone. Like I speak French and I'm from Montreal. But I'm more of an anglophone, right? Like I, I speak English at home, and all the media coverage that I look that I look at, I look at Sportsnet, like everything I really follow is mostly English, right? So I don't really see all the French media. But from what I can tell, the hockey world usually fo- brings up the OHL the most, then the W, and then the Q, right? Right. So what do you, what do you guys think of of Connor Bedard's season? And the difference between the leagues, like, does that factor in for when you're considering, like, comparing Bedard to McDavid? Um, the leagues does play a factor a little bit, I would say, but at the end of the day, he is 16 years old, right? Like, okay, so you just gotta, you gotta see what you want to weigh more, right? Are you going to weigh the league over the player who is doing exceptional, or are you going to say, okay, this guy is 16 years old and he's doing this? Which is absolutely insane. Like it's it just depends on you view it, right? Like personally, I'm gonna take Bedard's standpoint, right? Like I'll keep in mind sure the league's worse. But I also made this mistake before. I made this mistake <laughs> as uh back in like twenty seventeen when Makar was uh, a prospect, and I'm like, dude, his league is not good. I'm like, there's no way he's gonna do this to men, grown men. And he did. So so I was clearly wrong about that. But um yeah, I, I think that uh, at the end of the day, he's going to be a franchise player, right? Any way you want to see it, I think that's the way you look at it, right? If you look at him as if it's like, I know everyone's comparing him to McDavid, which is great, right? Because he's, he's beating the record, he beat his record, or whatever, he beat his point total and goal total, whatever it is. So that's great. But I think you just need to keep in mind 
it looks like he's going to be a franchise player. But just don't don't go in thinking that he's going to be McDavid, right? If he I think he's going to be different than completely different from McDavid. He's more of a sniper than McDavid. Ever exactly. Was. No, but I, I mean like effectiveness. I would say like like mm. McDavid is honestly like I, we can talk about this another time. But like if you go league MVP, you probably based on the best player in the league, you probably just give it to McDavid every year, right? So I don't know if you have the same impact with Bedard because I I don't I don't watch him, but I, I mean like I'm just going off like all the stats I see, but just know that he's gonna be a really good player. Like it's very extremely like one percent likelihood of him being a bust, right? Yeah, and him being like so like that's the that's the way I look at it. And one thing to consider as well, the WHL is widely considered much more defensive uh, than the OHL. Like the the WHL is considered to have a much better defensive structured league, harder to play in in terms of. For offensive players because there's mm-hmm. like they're it's just like a like a harder league in the sense like the defensive game is more pre, pre, prevalent prevalent you you know what i'm saying though it's like it, the, the the it's more of a defensive type of style of game right mm-hmm. whereas the ohl is more offensive than the whl and then the qmjhl is kind of known for like you'll get like a few superstars from it but like it it's it's mostly the whl and the ohl that are better known leagues than the Q, right? Yeah. At least around Canada. And in Quebec, obviously, the QMJHL is huge, but around Canada, it's mostly the, most of the OHL and the WHL. Um, so if you consider that, Connor Bedard put up, um, well, when he played for the Regina Pats last year, but it wasn't really his first full season at 15, he put up 12 goals, 16 assists for 28 points in 15 games. He had almost two points per game in his little at 15 in his little stint with the Regina Pats last year and then in the Swedish Junior League he had four points in four games right so in the WHL in a more defensive league he found a way to put up 28 points in 15 games that's already really impressive but it's everyone's mm. probably thinking Mike that's a really short span he needs to play a long period of time for you to even make any comparisons to me David I'm like okay cool so this year he comes into a more defensive league and puts up nearly a goal per game. He had 51 goals in 62 games at the age of 16. So he's playing wow. against 18, 17, tw- uh, 19, and 20-year-olds, right? As a 16-year-old, putting up 51 goals in 62 games for 100 points. The only flaw is his plus minus is zero. Mm, interesting. You look at Connor McDavid playing for Erie, the Erie Otters in... The OHL, more offensive league. He played with Dylan Strom. He played with another guy, too, who was pretty good. Uh, he had 25 goals in 63 games, 41 assists, 66 points. Dave was a minus 24. No. What the so, heck? Yeah. Yeah. So, Connor Bedard put up way more points than McDavid did, despite McDavid playing a more offensive league. Right. He put up yeah. way more goals than McDavid did. He had sure he had more assists too, actually, than McDavid did in the OHL, according to the stats from uh, the NHL website. So, dude, Connor Bedard, I, maybe he won't have the same type of game as McDavid. Dude, he found a way to score fifty-one goals, nearly a goal per game, in one of the more defensive-minded leagues in at his level against players. Yeah one to four years older than him and at that age it's a huge difference yeah. franchise player guaranteed that's the that's and the he's floor. gonna play he's in a... a freaking university arena next year 
Well, it, well, isn't university better though, like for like development? The NCAA uh, is seen as being better for developing all around players. Yeah, but I mean, like he's gonna play in the like, Arizona University he's, arena like, because of like he's gonna play the in Coyotes. Ha- it's like oh, it's like okay. playing hockey at UVic. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. all right. In front of like <laughs> three thousand fans at a time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited because he can't he oh. can't declare for the draft for another two years. That call is telling so, me about. I just, I just got it. I, all right, just right, back up for a minute here. No worries. But he can't, he can't play for another two years. So it's, it's all good. Um, I reckon we just keep an eye on his development. So then, when well, he, get, he gets drafted he next year, can he get draft? Oh, he can get drafted at seventeen, but he can't play until he's eighteen, right? Yeah, but because of his age, because of his birthday, he, he turns eighteen before September. So he, he his draft class I is see. next year. Oh, true. Because this year's Shane Wright, next year's Connor Bedard. It's what everyone. I that's think, how I remember it, at least. I think he'll just stay. He'll stay in the O for an extra season after getting it. drafted. I think so. I why he's I, the first overall pick? Because <laughs> he's gonna come to the NHL. Dude, in, he's already put up hundred points. If he's going to Arizona, Arizona's not great right now. If you can you can develop a little bit longer, and I know he like he's already doing so well. It'd essentially be like keeping Connor McGregor, uh, Connor McGregor, Connor McDavid in in the O. But when you're, I I just don't see if I'm Connor Bedard, I don't see why I'd go right away because they're just not. They haven't put themselves together. They don't play in. They don't even play in a proper like a proper arena yet. They haven't sorted out their lease. I disagree with you wholeheartedly right now. Really? Yeah. I'm about... Dude, he's not He's not going to develop in the WHL after That's... he's drafted. He's already essentially mastered the league. Mm-hmm. He's already at 16, or even you could argue when he was 15, he, he was yeah. almost two points per game. He's already mastered the league. Like He already knows... Right what it takes to win in that league. Mm-hmm. He already knows how to put up good numbers, a lot of goals. He'll probably learn next year how to play a more defensive game. Mm-hmm. He'll probably like add to his offense. He'll probably put up maybe the same amount of points, probably a few more points next year, but have a better plus minus, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Because he'll play a better all-around game next year. Just because he plays in WHL, his defensive game should develop a bit uh, quicker than McDavid's did. Although McDavid's mm-hmm. defensive game is kind of non-existent right now, so hopefully Bedard is better defensively than McDavid is. Um, yeah. But, dude, even if he gets drafted by Arizona, he has to come to the NHL or else he's he's yeah. just delaying a million-dollar paycheck. That's true. It's right. it, like Would yeah. you take a million dollars up front and play in the NHL or delay a million dollars and play in the WHL where you're not really going to learn much? Maybe you'll put on a bit more size. But he'll probably even it'd be worth it to have him play in the NHL because the, the trainers are better mm-hmm. and more focused on him, right? Or the AHL. And he's getting paid, and he can use that money. He, he's not allowed to go to the AHL, though. Uh, he he's can not use, allowed to go to the AHL. No, like any any uh, CHL players drafted cannot cannot play in the AHL until they're 21. They, oh, like, true. if they can report to an AHL team, I mean, a, a CHL team, unless it's like a conditioning stint, they can't uh, play in the AHL. Weird. All yeah. right. So well, then, it, yeah, and, and I think he it, would save yeah, their yeah. franchise. Technically, is sorry. Is my main point is if they if they draft him and he 
comes in the year after his draft, that's a ton of jersey sales. Even from non-Arizona fans, there's going to be fans just buying Connor Bedard jerseys, right? That's a ton of revenue for Arizona that could theoretically save their franchise. So, and put them on the block or put them on the radar for mm-hmm. teams, for people around the league, just because they have Bedard, right? There's probably a lot of people yeah. who converted to Edmonton as fans because of McDavid. Mm. Or as semi-fans, or Edmonton's their second favorite team because of McDavid. I'm sure there are. Yeah. So Connor Bedard would be the same thing. So there's no reason to keep him out of the NHL unless you really fear an injury. But even then, I think you just bring him in and trust that he'll be okay because he's been so mm-hmm. good at every level. He's ready. You know, he could yeah. play now if it wasn't for his age. If he's just more physically developed, he could play now with yeah. his skill. But yeah, it's important that he develops next year as well. So. Next year, mm-hmm. I'm sure his agent will tell him to focus on putting on size, and I'm sure he yeah. will. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I think Connor Bedard could be the savior for Arizona if they get him. I hope they don't get him though, because I don't want him to play in a tiny arena. I want him mm-hmm. to experience the NHL for what it is. Um, do you want to quickly talk yeah. about before we end the podcast? Because this will be our last topic for today. Before uh, I know Bird is still out, but before we end the podcast and before we move on to maybe the uh, predictions for tonight. The matchup predictions for tonight what if how's it going cheese whiz i see with the shifley comment don't worry i won't freak out i got it all out on the on the discord what if we talk about sleeper teams for next year that could win the first overall pick playoff teams or playoff contending teams this year that we think could contend for the first overall pick next year that could contend for the first overall pick. Mm, what would be your pick out of... I mean, the East, there's not really any team that you could pick that you'd be like, yeah, they could contend for the first overall pick next year that are in a playoff spot right now. Um, in a playoff spot right but now. in the West, I'm <laughs> I'm thinking as a sleeper pick, Dallas could be a team that I could see contending for uh, Bedard see, if yeah. certain things go the wrong way. And I, I could see Nashville see, yeah. if certain things go the wrong way. If... If Duchesne takes a step back again, Johansson takes a step back again, I could see them. I could see them uh, contending for that. I I could see. Or if Soros and Yossi aren't godlike. I I think it's L.A. Really, even Dowdy's, even with Byfield coming up, and Darcy getting better. I feel I feel like they're a good way to. They're gonna keep your franchise like exciting. They're gonna keep going, but. If like Kopitar has been consistent, but if Dowdy stays injured, Quick gets a little slower. Mm-hmm. I could see them starting off really hot and then just plummeting, hitting a wall at sure. trade deadline. And then I could okay. also see them going, "Hey, we've got some assets here. Why don't we just..." So let me just take a look at the roster right now. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um. We've already looked at Dallas and Nashville pretty in depth, I think, yeah. at one point. So we don't really need to delve into detail. I'm just more saying that those could be two teams that, if if I had to pick current right. playoff teams, or te- yeah, current playoff teams, so above the s- second wild card and above, yeah, those are the teams I picked. LA, I could totally believe as well. There's yeah. no team in the East right now because I think they're all pretty solid uh, that are in I'm the wild card. If I had to pick an Eastern team, I'd maybe pick Washington. Or Pittsburgh, I think Washington because of their because of their average ages, like maybe Pittsburgh and Washington. But other than them, I couldn't see any other team falling out. Mm-hmm. Well, because the thing for with LA is they've all they've got these good players. They just don't have any great players. Like Dowdy's going to be injured, and you don't know if 
is they say he's going to be back in September, but is he really going to he's going to impact the team, but I don't think he's going to take them up, up above and beyond. Anthony Siu, I could see them like moving because he's just solid. Same with like Dustin Brown, even though he's been a staple in LA for years. Uh Philip Philippe Deneau, definitely could see him moved. Um I think they're going to yeah. keep their core, but they I could also see LA going like we don't have anything. We're kind of in the middle. We're not I can see them getting better next not... year. Yeah. Mhm. Cuz I can see them like Trevor Morris with... taking steps, Quinn Byfield mm-hmm. steps up. I could see Trevor yeah, I already said Trevor Moore, Sean Dersey. The only way I, really I see like them taking a step too. back is if yeah, and I follow they have uh, I follow and Kempe yeah. improving. I I can see them falling off like you said if Quick and Dowdy drop off and if Kopitar drops mm-hmm. off a lot too. Although he's already dropped off this year as well. Mm-hmm. So like but I, can, I, yeah. I see I, can I see, see them the, getting I can see them getting injured just because yeah. they're on the older side. Yeah. But, and that was yeah. my point with Nashville and Dallas too. That they're on the older side yeah. as well. Like Nashville's getting younger a bit, but they've been relying on on Duchesne, Johansson having breakout not really breakout because I mean they've already proven NHLers, but having bounce back seasons, um, and so like I don't think that's sustainable. I don't like Duchesne and and Johansson could easily drop off next year. Yeah. So anyway, we'll see where Nashville ends up. Uh, they're an interesting team. Uh, and then let's look at some other teams that are outside the playoffs that we think are worse next year that we think would contend for the first overall pick. Uh, one of my immediate picks is easily Philadelphia. I think Philly. Uh, they they yeah. are just not looking good, and they, and they, the the players, some of them that they're resigning, just makes them look even worse for next year. Uh, so I'm picking mm-hmm. Philly, and I'm picking um, honestly out of the East. Philly is one of the only teams I can really see bottoming out again next year. I think Buffalo is oh, going to improve. Yeah. I think Montreal is going to improve next year. Ottawa is going to improve next year. Detroit's going to improve. Columbus going to improve. Buffalo. Jersey's going to improve. I think all those teams are going to improve next year. Buffalo's going to improve mm-hmm. next year, in my opinion, at least. I think they're going to get better, but I think they can still... Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be good enough to compete anytime soon. So if yeah. they go maybe one more year and they do try for the... Uh, they do tank for Bedard, like, I, I can see them going, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, and I then... Can... Yeah. Yeah. I could see the East being more like the West next year, where there's more teams that are contending for playoff spots. Because I don't see, like, I don't see the gap being this wide again next year. Like the East was so clearly defined so early. I think a lot of the bottom feeding teams are going to take their high end picks this year, some of their prospects that are coming up this year as well, and yeah. put out a better team next year. Other than Philly, I don't see. I see Philly trending downward, which is a good thing for their long term health as a franchise i think they do need to go through a bit of a rebuild here yeah and they'll come out better for it so i can see them contending for the first overall pick next year although they already are this year and then i could see honestly i could see seattle again contending for a high-end pick seattle makes sense and uh chicago depending on what they do with kane and taves i could see them contending especially if they decide to move those two guys who are expiring next year at the end of next year i could see them moving them at the deadline yeah well like I know it doesn't look it, but Philly's pretty. Philly's pretty stacked in their. Um, oh, prospects wise. With their prospects. Sure. Okay. They've got Bobby. 
I've got Bobby Brink. He's got a sick name. Uh, he's like one point. Brink. Yeah, he's got one point three nine points per games. He's got uh, Elliot Desnoyer, um, one point three four. Connor McLennan, uh, one point two nine. Owen McLaughlin, one point one eight. I like that. It's good to see that. The only thing is, it's NCAA, QMJHL, WHL. They're all on the unproven. Up. Yeah, well, it's they're they're just young. Exactly. That's... Like you, you never know what what that will turn into. Like you, there's players that I've seen. A good example is uh, Joshua Hua out of uh, Montreal. He's playing in the Q. I think mm-hmm. of the Q or maybe the O. I'm not sure which league, but he's playing the CHL essentially, and he's putting up really good numbers. He's one of the leading scorers in the league. And he's not one of the over eight. He's not twenty. Like he's one of the eighteen or nineteen year olds. Uh, so this is D plus one year. So it's year after his draft year, and he's performing really, really well for Montreal. But he's like a third or fourth round pick. So yes, he's performing great. And yes, he's a French born Canadian who could play for the Canadians, which would be amazing, uh, considering he grew up in Quebec. But yeah, it's one of those things you never know. Like there's players that have put up crazy numbers in the CHL. That never translated. For example, Dal, I'm pretty sure Dal Cole had pretty good numbers, or Josh Hosang. Like there's uh, Dylan Strom, even like he's actually put up a decent NHL career at this point. But there was a time when everyone was like, "Oh, he might not make it," and it took him a bit longer. You know, so those could be guys like that that take a bit longer, kind of like Dylan Strom. Still good, usable players, but you still need a, maybe not necessarily Connor Bedard level, but you can you need a Shane Wright. Or, for example, I know I don't like Mark Shifley, but he's one of the first names coming to mind because I see him in chat. But like, you need a guy with the same skill level as Mark Shifley. I don't want to say Mark Shifley specifically. Or, like, better yet, Ehlers, right? Yeah. Um, or, like, I don't like, do I don't hate the... all of Jets yeah. players. I love Ehlers. Like, I love Ehlers there. I like Connor. Yeah. But, um, so you need guys like that too who can be superstar level players. So, um, hopefully that turns out for Philly because I don't, I never want to see any teams like, be miserable be too bad for a long time yeah exactly like yeah every year you have to have one team or a few teams that are bad because it's just how it works but i don't like seeing people in other fan bases miserable like i don't root for other teams to finish last i'm just saying i could see philly not doing well seattle and chicago now if they do well next year i'd be upset because my prediction was wrong no i don't care but i'm just saying my educated guess would say those three teams could be could be pretty bad next year Mm mm-hmm all right. Well, Bert is still on this call. Mike, do you want to try something for fun? Yeah, why not? Why not? Last topic for today. Okay. So in in the chat, I have sent you a quiz, and it's the NHL stats leader per decade. So oh, if Bert God. is able to hop back in, it's... I'm, okay, I'm messing up what the stream looks like for two seconds here to get this. So uh, we've got 16 minutes. Hopefully we won't need all of it. Um... There's 164 different columns. Okay. We have to figure out as many as we can. Holy here. Let me get this on stream for everybody. And then let me do it the way we normally do it. So share my screen. This guy. Hmm. Live. Oh, there's a lot. Beautiful. Can you see it? I can see it. Oh, oh there's really no small. way there's no way to do that. Okay. I just have to uh <laughs> I 
I just have to figure this out, but I, I know I, I can do this. I know I can do this. Okay. I just have to add this basically so we can see it on, uh, <clears throat> on stream. So I'll just add a new one. Okay. And then chat, if you know any of them, please just shout it out so then we can get through all of it. We can block Berta for the minute. Bro, why can't I? Okay, there we go. All right. I'm just trying to make sure I can like put this on for us. Just a massive ad popping up on my screen. Love that for us. Mm -hmm. Oh, but now you can't see it. Okay, maybe you can you share your screen with the uh, with everybody. Maybe yeah. you share your screen, and that way, that way everyone can see it. Um, and cause if I click away and I click on the thing to like show, mm -hmm. showcase to everybody, it doesn't work. So maybe you do it and then I, I can be like the eyes for the, for the stream. Cool. So basically, okay. So there's a, we have to pick the point leader for every decade. Cool. Okay. You I'm guys able to see I it? got you. Yeah, I got you. Great. So you want to, you want to introduce the, uh, the activity great so um just for fun while berta's still chit-chatting um i found a quiz that shows off a different stat the stats leader of for given decades and we have to name the nhl player that has those stats uh that's the leader more more or less makes sense Yes, um, I say we don't even bother with the anything, uh, like beyond like the eighties, like below the eighties. We'll give it a go, but if we type in names, they'll pop in. Yeah, but I have no idea who played in the twenties. No, that's that's totally fine. We'll we'll get as many as we can. Okay, let's do this. All right, three, Un do two. Undo do okay. Oh, oh, we just start with that. Okay, yeah, go go. Okay, we have sixteen minute time. Uh, right? Okay. Who do you think? Wayne Gretzky. Did you give me. Oh no. Now you guys are going to see how bad I can. Hey. There we go. Okay. Do or. O R R. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, let's get. Um, let's get McDavid in there. Those are the tens, maybe. Okay. Let's yeah. try uh, Crosby. Hey, how's it going, Air Snacks? We're playing a game right now. If anybody wants to throw any guesses in there, please do so. Ovechkin. Oh, I feel kind of like evil. I'm just like throwing random names out there. Bossy. Yeah. And Bossy will be on there for something. Yeah. Solani. Yeah. No, no, no. Too, yeah, there you go. Like that? Yeah. No. Solani wasn't the leader of anything. Oh, um, I think Bork would have been the... Uh, you. There's a U in there. B-O-U. B-O... Everything else was good though. B O U R Q U B. Yeah, beautiful. Aha, Raymond Bork. Yeah, boy. Yeah, I, I, we tried Team Mussolini. It didn't work very well. Uh, we, yeah, we're guessing. So we have to guess the leader in each category. Uh, let's put uh, not price, but uh, let's put uh, flurry. No, it's not gonna be price. Flurry. Uh, e U R Y. No. Brodeur. B R O D E U R. D. Sorry. E U R. B R. 
You are? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, fudge, who's the one? Lundqvist? I think, he I think Hextall. Yeah, Hextall is def uh, two L's. No? Okay, try a Lundqvist. So L-U-N-D... Uh, no, L-U-N-D-Q-V... Q-V-I-S-T. No, Q-V... No, no, no U in there. S-T. And no K. Uh, no U. So S-T and no U. Ah, yeah. Beautiful. Okay, okay, okay. Shutouts. It wasn't Flurry. It wasn't Lungfist. Who would lead the shutouts in 2010s? <laughs> Neil's oh, Lungfist? No, it was Hedrick Lungfist, but nice try. Uh, let's That's actually Joel Lungfist. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we already did uh, We already did Mike Boss. We got Ovechkin. We got Crosby, McDavid. Oh, I feel like I'm taking oh, Ellis here. Maybe, yeah, just, just put a Smith in there. Uh, Gilmore? G-I-L-M-O-U-R? No. No. I didn't think so. Oh, Richard. Uh, do R-I-C-H-A-R-D. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Easy. Maurice. I was hoping to give us Henri at some point. Beliveau. Try B-E-L-I. B-E-L-I-V-E-A-U. E-A-U? Yep. No, damn it. Okay. Um, Aho. Kane's got to be. Aho? No. No. Let's try. Penalty minutes. Oh, Ooh. Oh, there you go. Shorthanded goals. Marshawn. Okay. Uh, Spezza. Put the S-P-E-Z-Z-A. What the hell am I looking at, Ponchi? P Ponchi, please. Please. All right. Uh, Healy. H-E-A. H-E-A-T-L-E-Y. -E yeah. No, E-Y. No, it's E-Y. It's E-Y. Yeah. Yeah, L-E-Y. Oh, damn. Okay, let's try Ch Chara. We didn't put Chara in there. C-H-A-R-A. Beautiful. It's a Dana Chara minus. plus minus. Did uh, we try Brett Hall? Oh! We didn't try Brett Hall yet. Yeah. Uh, Daryl Sittler. I like Sittler. S-I-T-T-L-E-R. Thank you, Nick. Uh, Luongo from Cheese Whiz. L-U-O-N-G-O. L-U-O-N-G-O. N-G-O. Let's try Sedin. S-E-D-I-N. From Cheese Whiz. Dean. Let's try Bure. B U R E. These no, are all Vancouver guys. Bauer. B O W E R. Yeah. Johnny Bauer. Beautiful. Johnny Bauer. Let's try. Oh my Should God. I how... try Tim Horton? Yeah, why not? No. Uh, let's try. Um... Oh my gosh. He was, on, he was on the SDPN podcast the other day on Agent Provocateur. Uh, Ken Dryden. D R. It's uh, D R Y D E N. E-R-Y. Yeah, D-E-N. Beautiful. Ken okay, Ken Dryden. Go against average. Did we try Patrick Waugh? No, we didn't even try Patrick. We tried Burry, Sittler, and uh, and, uh, and Burry. Uh, fudge. Okay, Sutter. Put S-U-T-T-E-R. There's been like so many Sutters in the NHL. Maybe we'll get lucky. No? Okay. No. Um, um, who else are we Pims? missing here? Pims? Tiger Williams. Aha. There you go. Let's just try... No. Let's just put like a Wilson in. W-I-L-S-O-N. There's been so many Wilsons. Try Jones. J-O-N-E-S. Okay. Try All right. Sundin. S-U-N-D-I-N. No. I'm sad that we're not uh, getting any of the current guys. Maybe try Marlowe. That's what I was thinking. Oh, Thornton. 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 Is it? Thornton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Joe Thornton. There we go. We've gotten the points in our decades, which is nice. He led the points for the 2000s. Damn. Let's go Jumbo Joe. Yeah, 125. Who led in goals? Who do you think it was? Like, who, who do you think it was in the Ooh, 2000s that led in goals? 
Let in goals or no, like lead in goals, like lead. Oh, lead in goals. Mm -hmm. Um, for points as defenseman, try Latang, maybe. No, uh, no. Carlson K A R L L S S O N. Yeah, ah, Eric, Carlson. Eric Carlson. There we go. Um, fudge, who was a good defense in the two thousands? Oh my god, this is a tough one. Okay, I mean, single season points. We haven't gotten the. 2000 yet either did we try lemieux for anything no we didn't try lemieux and you spelled it completely terribly there oh my yeah there you go there you go mario there lemieux go. let's try oh my god we didn't do uh we didn't do kucherov yet k-u-c-h-e no no, no. a-u-c-a-h-e-r-o-v kucherov e-r-o-v no e-r-o-v there you go we got the single season points dowdy um we already got the defense defenseman stuff for our decade uh penalty minutes uh, in the 2010s who's a goon in the 2010s hey throw mcginla that <laughs> candy likes the title um, i appreciate that you got a ginla in there okay good 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 uh shots per game in the 90s oof shots per game i i'd say wayne but we already have wayne we already put wayne gretzky down man that's tough um Points as a defenseman. We're missing a defenseman in the early 2000s that we can't think of that was really good. Put in, put in uh, Bertuzzi. B-E-R-T-U-Z-Z-I. No? Okay, okay. Let's try... Who is that goon that always... Oh, Salming. S-A-L-M-I-N-G. N-G? Yeah, no. Okay. Let's try... Who is the goon that always played with Gretzky? What was his name? McSorley. Um, M-C-S-O-R-L-E-Y or L-Y? I'm not sure. Try E-Y and then try uh, just Y. Oh, Pronger. P-R-O-N-G-E-R. We didn't put Pronger in yet. That's kind of embarrassing. No? Okay. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Iserman. Stevie Y. Yeserman? Yes, sir. We got, we got something. What, what was it? What was it? Shorthanded goals. Oh, wow. Okay. Impressive. Um, I can't check chat, but good job, chat. Points. I don't know how much is. Oh, is I, I got Eisenman there. Niedermeyer. Ooh, Niedermeyer. I like that. N e i d e r m. N e i d e r m e y e r. That's what chat saying. M e r. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. E y. Wait. No, M e y. M e y. N. No, no, you, no, oh. no, you, no, you had, no, you had it. No, I was going from where you were. Yeah, M E Y N M M as in Michael. Oh M. -E oh my goodness, M E M E Y E R. Okay, no. let's try clicking on it and see if it gives you a correction. Oh, okay. Try Podvin. Okay. That's uh, try that. Uh, try a Lafleur. Uh, Lafleur. L A. No, L A F. L E. No, no. E U R. Yeah. Oh darn. Okay, Cronwall. Okay, yeah. K R O N. Oh, Lidstrom. Lidstrom. L I D S. No, L I D S T R O M. Yeah, yes, let's go. Nicholas it was Nicholas Lidstrom. Lidstrom. I, I, I knew it. Thank you, Nick, for the Cronwall one. You remind me of Lidstrom. Um, okay. Um, Who are some goons that we can't think of? And minutes played by goalies. Why do we have no one yet? Have I not played Vancouver Legend? Sawchuk. Put Terry Saw. Uh, not Terry, but it's. it's uh, no, what the hell am I looking at? Yeah, there you go. C H uh, U C K. 
C-K? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, what about Rask? Oh, Tuka Rask was on something. Oh, there you go. Okay. GKA. Okay, there you go. That's good. Um, Shout out Leafs oh, fans. Su- uh, Subban, S-U-B-B-A-N. Although, no, we already got all the defenseman stuff, but just try it. Uh, and then uh, I like Brashear, B-R-A-S-H-E-A-R. No, E-A-R. Yep, E-A-R. There we go. Don Brashear, nice one. LaRock, George LaRock, L-A-R. L-A-R. A C K no C Q sorry L A no L A R A L A R A C Q U E. Damn! Now try without the C. Okay. Uh, Cujo. Oh, Curtis Joseph. Not gonna work too. J. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you got it. There you go. Nope. No. Uh, Fur. Uh, F U H R. I'm swearing at you. No. Oh. No. Uh, I'll get to your question after Spider from Naruto. We have oh, five uh, minutes the left. the Dominator. The Dominator. Uh, Hasek. Oh, yeah. There you go. Um, save percentage in the early 2000s. Who would that be if it's not Verdur? Marty Turco. Oh, God. Oh, Tim Thomas. No, it's, it was, it's with a C for Turco. I, hey, Tim uh, Thomas. Save percentage in the 2010s, but try Turco with a C. No. Uh, oh, who is the goalie? Uh, Howard. Try Howard. What the hell am I looking at, Punch? Uh, if who is the other goalie in uh, in uh, say in um, Detroit? Would I be silly if it was Cam Ward? No. Oh, that's a good guess, but no. Uh, who is the other goalie that played in front of Jimmy Howard in in Detroit? Who's older guy? Would it be Grite? No. No, no, no. Osgood. Osgood. O S G O O D. Ah, damn. No. Uh, Ty Domi. So just put Domi. No. Okay. No. Okay. Let's just try. Who's like all time great goalies? We tried Dryden. So somehow didn't get anything. In the 2000s? No, I just think of all time great goalies. Oh, okay. Um, Emery? Like all t- time great goalies. Jaguar? I like that. G I G U. G I G U. Wait, G I G U. G U. E R E. Darn. Uh, Jim Carrey. Um, actually, that was a player. I think actually. C A R R E Y. C A R A. What the hell? C A R R E Y. Yo, punch is trolling out here, guys. Um. Okay. Okay. Let's just. Okay, guys. We need goalies. Hue. Okay. H U E. T. H. E. T. Yeah, okay, nice try, nice try. We need goalies, Glenn guys. Hall. Theodore. Hey, Glenn Hall. There you go. How do you spell that? Glenn Hall? No, no, the other the, the other name. Theodore? Theodore. Theodore, I believe in you. You got this. Ah, uh, nice try. Uh, Theodore. Oh, Kippersoff. Uh, nope. Uh, is that how you spell it? No, it's K-I-P-P-U-R? It's I thought it was U-R or something. Uh, let me try. Let me just Google it. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, it's just one R. No, uh, one P. I mean, one P. One P. And two F. One. Ah, uh, not sure. Uh, someone saying price. Nabokov. We can try price if you want. Nabokov. Oh, uh, nice try. Try price. 
Nabaka's with an O, I thought. N A B O. No, it's two A's. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're running out of time here. Uh, it's kind of weird. Um, Boyle. Mike Ricci. Why can't we get into the goalies? Guys, Mike come Ricci? on, be be honest here. Goalies that are like all time goalies, all time great goalies, like in the seventies and eighties. Man, the save percentage in those decades were probably so bad. They're actually pretty good. Yeah, uh, but it doesn't go back. It doesn't go back to the seventies. Yeah, eight ninety four for the eighties. Jeez, Mason M A S O N. Steve Mason, shout out. <laughs> yeah, for the, the games played. Played. Oh, Chelios. No. Man, games played. Uh, 2010s, Kessel. K-E-S-S-E-L. He, he didn't miss a game. Yandel, then. It might be Yandel. Yeah, okay, Keith Yandel. Then the 2000s. Fudge, I wouldn't even know. Oh, try Kelly Assist. Rudy. Uh, H-R-H-R-U-D-Y. Ah, damn. Nice try. Thank um, you, Cheese Whiz. What about Yalmerson? M-A-R. M-A-R. M-A-S-S-O-N? I don't think... We already got everything that he'd be in. Cogliano? C-O-G-L-I-A-N-O. No. Nice try, guys. Bobrovsky? No. He's, uh, Bobrovsky's too young to be considered anything for 2010s. this. 2010s. Um, we need, like... We need, like... We need older guys. We don't need current players. We need older... Really? Yager is not yeah, he's not for anything, unfortunately. Um uh Dion. Hey, Marcel Dion, I like that, I like that. Oh man. Uh, okay, I Robotide. Think yeah, Robotide's a good guess. How do you spell it? Robil R No 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 no. R B I T R no R O B I. You had that. Yeah. B I T No B I Yeah. T A I L L E. Ah, nice try. Um, um yeah it was called Liano, but i think phil broken and yandel was already playing uh weeks not kevin weeks no uh we need um we need goalies guys this on at nope paul business avery avery a-v-e-r-y no. oh nice try guys thank you All kev right. we already had rask though nice try everybody uh, right. We missed Rod Brindamore. We missed Gordy Howe. We missed Gordy Howe. That's embarrassing. Oh my God. Phil Esposito. You know. Nicholas Backstrom for assists in the 2010s. Phil Esposito. Uh, Keith Kachuk. Oh, Ivan Barbashev for shooting percentage. I I thought like... Paul Correa we forgot. What... Sergei Fedorov. Yeah. I was thinking... because. Um, there had to be because the Oilers teams were so good. Like points off a defenseman, if you just passed it to Gretzky, you were having a hundred point season. Yeah, like anybody, be anybody below before the fifties, though, we had no chance of getting. Yeah, other than Morris Richard. Um, like Terry Sawchuk. That we said Sawchuk. It's with a K, not a CK. Bullshit! Uh, get out of here. Uh, we missed Tony Esposito. Mike Lutt, I don't think we would have gotten. Ed Belford, Pekka Rene, that should have been a good guess. <laughs> Nick, Nicholas Backstrom. Oh my god, the other Backstrom. The other, if we just put Backstrom, we've gotten two answers for two different players. Yeah. Who's well, Roman Chekmanek? I don't know. Well, we forgot Jacques Plant. Oh, that's an the L. Jacques Plant. That's an L. Yeah, that's an L for you. We named all the Sharks. 
Oh, get out of here with that. You guys have barely existed <laughs> compared to mine. <laughs> like, I remember so many more players. Oh, like, I got us Kent okay. Dryden, so I'll take that. He came that after Jock Plant. Um, I, Marte St. Louis we didn't even get. I mean, I don't know why we would have guessed him. What did he do? Oh, missed it. Oh, he had um, short-handed goals. Short-handed goals. 27. Oh, in a decade, though. In a decade. Okay. In that makes decade. more sense. All right, well, Berta's not yeah. back, so I think we're going to end it here. Uh, thank you, I everyone, think... for stopping by. Who shot the cheese whiz? Nick9920, Kev Player, Spiderman from Naruto. Uh, we had It's Candy in here. We had uh, we had uh, Air Snags, Fella Ammo. Obviously, Ponch and Berta were streaming with me. We had – I don't want to make sure I didn't forget anybody. Lucky Looney, Critter. So thank you, everybody, for stopping by. We appreciate all the support, all your engagement. We love talking with you guys. We love chatting. We'll probably be back on Thursday with another regular podcast. I'm going to try to squeeze in a roster editing this coming weekend. It's my goal. I've been working on it offline. So to give you guys an update, I've finished the AHL squad slash depth, like slash prospect pools for all the teams from Anaheim to Chicago. The only players left to create are Alex Vlasic and one other prospect for Chicago for me. So we're making progress there, guys. The roster update is coming along nicely. The NHL squads, we're going to do all together on stream. So don't worry, I'm not going to do those off stream. I'm going to save those for all of us together so we can all discuss current NHLers. I just felt like prospects, uh, we'll do top prospects together, like top CHL, like upcoming draft prospects together and and like those guys together because those are more fun to debate as well. But all like the random third round picks or the guys from the NCAA, we don't really need to discuss that too much. If when I show, I'm going to do a quick breakdown of all the players I create. And if when I do that, I do a quick roster breakdown and I show like a showcase all the roster. And you guys, if you want to watch that, you can, uh, but you don't have to. But if you do, or if you do play with the rosters and you notice something off, just let me know and we can talk about it. And I think that's an easier way of doing it than having me literally go through every single player because that'll just take forever. And I think everyone would get bored of it by then. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. But thank you everyone for stopping by. We'll see you guys all right uh, in the next one on Thursday. We appreciate all your support. Check us out, The Fan Connection. You can find us on on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. And uh, you can find Berta at BertaMan on Twitch. You can find Ponch at Ponch underscore YYC on Twitch. You can find me, SomelazeGuy09, as well as the podcast at SomelazeGuy09. And we'll see you all again on Thursday. Have a good night, everybody.